Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Welcome to this episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, everyone. Today's guest is really one of the rising stars on the contemporary jazz scene. Her debut project produced the Billboard number one single called I Am. She followed that up with a sophomore release, Co-Evolve, that yielded two Billboard number one singles, Zephyr and Full Bloom. And she was the first female pianist and composer to spend six weeks at number one on the Billboard charts. Please welcome to the show, Miss Kayla Waters. Thank you for having me. Oh, Kayla, it's our pleasure. Glad you could uh, take some time to be with us today. So people who love contemporary jazz know your name they they know your your lineage to a degree right your your yes. dad your dad kim has been a successful jazz saxophonist but also producer and you mm-hmm. know been in this industry for a long time and i understand you started playing piano at 6 years old is that correct yep i started officially taking lessons at 6 but i started tinkering at the piano as young as 10 months old on no my dad's kidding. lap Wow. So was it pretty much a foregone conclusion that you were going to be a musician? Yeah, I just fell in love with music. I fell in love with the piano. To be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to be a solo artist. I thought I was going to be touring or playing backgrounds, but the solo thing was kind of new for me. Really? Okay, talk to us about that and the evolution of your career. What made you think that, you know, you were going to be a background player versus a a band leader and someone out front? Yeah, well, you know, just growing up, I always dreamed of playing behind artists like Alicia Keys or playing with Stevie Wonder. But I always had a love for writing, always had a love for composition. And I had been writing songs since I was a teenager, even had a group with my cousins back in the day. And we wrote songs and we were doing our little tours around Baltimore. So after I finished and, you know, I got my degree from Howard in, in classical piano performance, bachelor of music degree, I really got into uh, composition and producing. And that's when I really made the decision to go solo. Okay. To create okay. my own sound and do my own thing and yeah. be a true artist. Good for you. Good for you. So you talked about creating your own sound and doing your own thing. You know, I listen to, I've listened to a lot of your music and, and you definitely have a unique sound. Talk to us about how you describe your music and what you're trying to cultivate with your sound as an artist. Well, first and foremost, my music is uh, creative in a unique way to give glory and honor to God. Instrumentally, I know this is a jazz market, but I always keep God at the forefront of everything that I do. And I love painting, painting music. Okay with the songs that I write. So a lot of my song titles are very descriptive. Yes. They invite one to imagine. Yeah. Invite one to kind of dream along with me and, and see the the painting or the picture as I see it. So I'm a true creative and yeah. I'm very conceptual with my writing. You know, you, you mentioned a couple of things there that I want to, I want to dig into a little bit and unpack a little bit more. One, you said painting with your music, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. you're one of a I've heard multiple artists say that they they create music in color, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like music for them is like color, right? So mm-hmm. talk to us about what you really mean when you say painting with your music. Mm. So when I when I think of painting, I I think it's unique that I even refer to my writing as painting. So yeah. when I'm in the studio producing, I'll think of how a, a painter they'll do like a breaststroke of a color of 
purple or yeah. a stroke of a color of blue. To me, that equates to, okay, maybe I should throw in a little string sound here uh-huh. to bring out this idea. Or maybe I should add a little bell sound here or add uh-huh. a little bit more bass or some strings at this particular part to kind of make this uh, part of the song come to life visually. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That's for me, like, I have so much respect for for people whose minds work that way. I'm a pretty linear thinker. I've always been, I'm not as, uh, I grew up in the advertising industry, so I have a lot of experience working with creative people, but that was never my skill set, really, right? And so I'm always Mm -hmm. just really kind of just, you know, mesmerized when I hear Mm -hmm. people like you talk about how you, obviously you do that, you're, you're hearing it all in your head as you're creating and you're, you're hearing yeah. what that, you know, if you add a little bell here, you're kind of hearing what that would sound like before you even right. do it, right? Right. And, it, and, you know, honestly, a lot of times when I go to produce, I already have the song figured out in my head. I know what I want it to sound like. So yeah. I already hear the, the finished product. So it's kind of like a discovery process or putting the pieces together as to how I can really make this this song come to life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I consider myself an orchestrator in a sense. My yeah. music is very symphonic. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Synth sounds, strings, you know, it's it's just got a lot going on, a lot of movement. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. noticed that. The other thing you brought up that I noticed too was the, I love the names of your songs because the names of your songs are very, are different and complex. Yeah. And, and the names mm-hmm. of your songs, there's a story behind the names of your songs. Yeah. So, so how do you go oh, yeah. about naming the songs? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, for me, I don't just throw song, time, song titles together. Yeah. Everything has purpose. Everything has intention. So yeah. actually, the song title really drives the production of the song. Okay. So for instance, Zephyr, one of my songs we'll, we'll take a listen to. Yeah. Zephyr is another word for fresh wind or fresh fresh breeze and from a musical standpoint i wanted to illustrate that i wanted to illustrate a fresh sound yeah and so it kind of all all ties together so the music in essence is a an oral sense of what the song really means visually okay okay yeah cool 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 so i know you, you you mentioned this too you know you've had the chance to work with many great artists you've worked with the great stevie wonder right yeah, so yeah, what, actually. Uh, <laughs> what was that like? Oh, man, it was a, amazing. Actually, uh, just a blessing to even be in his presence. Yeah. So I've um, uh, been around him twice. Okay. So 2013 was the first time I got a call. I just had graduated from Howard University. Got a call to arrange the national anthem for Stevie Wonder as he was getting honored uh, for the Service to America Award oh, great. at the D.C. Convention Center. So I got called in. Yes, I got called in to arrange the national anthem, play it for him. And I worked alongside a vocalist who also went to Howard. So we performed that for him. And then during that luncheon, I also played a lot of his classics, My Uh Sherry Moore, Overjoyed, all those good songs. So we got to chat afterwards and meet him and pictures. So it was a a really great experience. I got to imagine. Got to imagine. And that's pretty early in your career, too. So... Yeah, like, I wasn't really young. I was only 22. Yeah. So yeah. were you kind of thinking like, uh-oh, like how, you know, like I maybe I've arrived here now or like, like I mean, because like it doesn't get like, like Stevie is the top of the, is the top of the mountain, you know? Yes. Yeah. He's like a, literally a living legend. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that I would meet him that early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a blessing to just 
that opportunity was just amazing. And that's that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, so in addition to Stevie and I got and I'm sure your dad in a big way, who are some of your other musical influences? Yeah. Well, you know, growing up, I have a lot of musical influences mm-hmm. because of all the different genres that I grew up around. Yeah. I'm classically trained. Uh-huh. So in the classical world, you know, Chopin, Ravel, WC, Beethoven, Mozart. And then in the jazz world, you know, from a piano standpoint, George Duke was one of my yeah. biggest inspirations. Oscar Peterson, uh-huh. uh, Herbie Hancock. And of course, my dad. Yeah. I mean, he he really paved the way. I mean, just watching him growing up and yeah. traveling and being consistent, coming out with records every two and a half years, yeah. and he's still thriving. Yeah, he's yeah. still doing his thing. So just having an example right in front of me, yeah. and, you know, my dad that that was just a big inspiration for me. I can imagine. I got a chance to see your dad Mother's this past Mother's Day weekend. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he was yeah. performing at Jazz on the Vine which is about 60, okay. 60 miles north of Milwaukee. So I went to the okay. show and I was in the front row. The show was great, but your dad was so funny on stage. He was having such a good time, you know? And so I was just like, wow, this man loves doing what he does. It's evident, you know? <laughs> Look, don't don't boost him up, but <laughs> it's his, his second profession is comedy. Okay, being I can see that. I can totally see that. Because he was cracking jokes on stage, and I'm like, wow, this is really cool, you know? So we're getting, yes. we're getting a twofer, you know? We're getting music, <laughs> and we're getting one. comedy. <laughs> so that was awesome. Exactly. So, yes. so you talked to, us about, talked to us a little bit about it, but help us understand your process for making music. Like when an idea hits, what do you do? Do you go to the keyboard? So you pull out a notepad? How does that mm-hmm. process begin, and how does it evolve? Yeah. Well, as far as inspiration of songs, I'm visually inspired. Nature Mm -hmm. inspires me. Life experiences inspire me. The current events, things going going on in the world, they inspire me. As far as process... I will usually start at the piano, my grand piano yeah, right there. Okay. I, there's something about being connected to a living instrument. Yeah. You know, the ebony, the ivory, the strings, just I need to be connected to a living instrument first. Yeah. So I just kind of take my time. It's a it's a very deep process for me. So mm-hmm. I'll, you know, sometimes I may start with chords. Okay. I may have chords, chord pattern. Or I may hear a melody in my head, and I'll sit at the piano and figure out some chords to go along with it. Okay. And then from there, step two is to go into my studio, and then I lay down the whole format on piano. Then I start to build. Yeah, I okay. add kick drum, then I add snare, then I add hi-hats, and I add bass, and then okay. I add strings. And then it's like it just evolves. Okay, it's okay. It's a little world. Yeah. So how do you know when it's done? Is it just a feeling, or is it like... Like when you start out or after you start, do you like, is there a vision that you're chasing or you just feel it? It's like a, for me, it's a knowing, like, "Mm, that's it. Okay. It has everything in there that it needs as far as sounds, the feel is right. Yeah. It's just, it's just more of a knowing, like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's it right there. We're done. Okay. Okay. I never settle. I never settle until it's just right. Uh Uh-huh. 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 That's good though. You can tell though. I think, you know. One of the things that I'm, I continue to be amazed by is I think, you know, the, the musicians like yourself and your dad and others that I've had a chance to experience in some way, shape or form. There's clearly, I believe, in them a God given talent. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also see that there's this 
unbelievable work ethic that drives this desire to, just like you said, make sure mm-hmm. that what they put out there is just right, you know, and it's something that they, you know, that they can stand up to and be proud of. So. Exactly. I mean, you know, you can be talented all day, but I, n- I never stop learning. I never stop growing. Like yeah. I, I still operate as if I'm in school. I'm yeah. t- always teaching myself things or always trying to better myself, better my craft. So it's a never ending process, for yeah. me, never ending pursuit. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Because I think that's where the I think that's where greatness comes. It's like, you know, I've heard artists talk about talk about other artists that they've artists that we would say that are kind of like on the top of their game. Like, for example, one of the people I've heard many artists talk about is Kirk Whalem, and they have mm. marveled at how he's always trying to be better, you know? Yes. And, and, I, and I think that's how you, how you get to greatness, you know, is that you're yeah. always, you're always, you're never, you're never satisfied. You might be yep. content, but you always know mm. that you can add a little more, do a little bit more, make it a little bit stronger. So that's a cool, yes. thing. that's a cool thing. That's a cool yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's the key to longevity in a career too, right? Mm. That, yes. that desire to continue to learn, that desire to, you know, to say there's something more in me. Let me pull it out and let me, you know, mm-hmm. let me let me take it to another level. Yes. Yes. You got to follow that curiosity, too. Sometimes. Yeah. Hey, That's you know, cool. Reinvent yourself. Yeah. So are there parts of the music making process that you enjoy more than other parts? Hmm. I feel like I enjoy it all equally, but mm-hmm. I really enjoy the producing side. Okay. So okay. The, the composition is like one feeling, but then when I get to produce it, I feel it feels like I'm putting a puzzle piece together. Yeah. And okay. I start with one little puzzle piece and then the next piece and the next piece. And then in, it's this big puzzle yeah. or this big picture that's finished and it started from that one little puzzle piece. So uh-huh. that sense of completion or just that feeling of being done feels really, really good. That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. So what's touring like for you? Like, how are you before you go on stage? And how are you when you come off stage? And what's that? What's it, what, do you, what do you like leading up to that? Yeah. Well, I will say this year has been a super busy year, probably my busiest year since COVID. Uh-huh. So I really got my feet wet again with being on the road and yeah. doing a lot of shows with my dad. Before a show, well... In most, in most cases, we're usually flying in the day of, unless uh-huh. it's a special occasion where we can fly in the day before and have a day of rest. But I just like to center myself. Yeah. Remember, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's to inspire. It's to, you know, bring peace and love and joy to others through music. So I always like to center myself, get quiet for a little bit, and just kind of refocus. And then mm-hmm. when I get on stage, it's just like, let's do this. Yeah. I'm locked in. I'm, I don't have a whole bunch of distractions. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm like, ah, it's done. Okay, okay. Got through it. Check. Uh-huh. What's next? Okay, okay, okay. Do you, uh, like, afterwards, like, I know I've talked to many artists who are like, well, you know, after the show, I just want to I just want to go somewhere and decompress. I want to just, just take a deep breath. Or there are other artists who are like, okay, after the show, I want to go and I want to go to a good restaurant. I want to have a good glass of wine. I want to see the town. Yes. Or, how are you? Yes. Are you are you uh, uh, the former yes. or the latter or somewhere in between? Well, uh, well, I will say this. I always after the show, I always, you know, take time to connect with the fans, mm-hmm. have conversations with them because they are the people that keep coming to the shows and yeah. buy products. So I always like to do that first. My dad and I, we have this thing. Well, he knows I'm the, the restaurant queen. So okay. I'll find every city we go to. 
I'll find a nice little place for us to go, get a little glass of wine afterwards, get a good meal. Uh-huh. So we like to enjoy the city a little bit, too. Good. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. So touring with your dad, like, what is what what has that been like for you? It's indescribable, to be okay. honest with you. Good. You know, a lot of times you'll, you'll hear about the father-daughter thing in mm-hmm. two different lifetimes, you know, but it's, it's it's a blessing to be able to do this together. Yeah. And, you know, he's still healthy and well. And, yeah. you know, we're doing this thing side by side. So it's a it's a true blessing. I love traveling with him. We we have so much fun together. That's I awesome. just feel like he's really my best friend. That's fantastic. You know, that is fantastic. What a blessing. I had an opportunity to work with my dad as as a. A partner in my in a company that I owned, and I gotta tell you that was one of the the joys of my life too. So I feel you on that one. That is fantastic, and it's great that you that you recognize it and that you are just taking, like you said, you know, for you guys to take time to go have a glass of wine and have a meal after a show. Like yes. that just adds to the experience. So that's fantastic. Yes, good work, for you. Work and play. We yeah. work first, and then we play after. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think more of us have to do that. So, well, let's yes. take a listen to to one of your songs. How about we check out Zephyr? Okay, sounds great.
that was today's guest, Kayla Waters, with her hit, Zephyr. So, Kayla, you're a Howard University grad, and I have a niece who's a, who's a sophomore at Howard, and I was talking to her, okay. she FaceTimed me last night, and I told her, okay. I said, I'm interviewing Kayla Waters tomorrow, who's a Howard grad, and she was like, I know her name, and I like her music, and so I was like, okay, oh. cool, so you've obviously left a bit of a mark on, oh. on Howard, it sounds like. And okay. then when we got you on today, we saw that you are on the D.C. Board of Governors as well. So Yes, I am. You yes. are not only a musician, a composer, a producer, but you're also a into the world of politics a little bit. So tell us about yeah. that a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm really an advocate for just representing uh, musicians and fair rights and you know, just creating positive change for the music industry. So it doesn't just stop at me being an artist. I really mm-hmm. want to be an advocate for musicians and just creating outlets and opportunities for musicians to thrive. And I can really do that as a chapter governor of the Recording Academy. Academy. So, so yeah, what else does that entail for you? Like, does that like, like how much time does that take? You know, do you have to devote to that in addition to everything you're doing from a musical standpoint and touring and yeah. producing and everything. Yeah, well, you know, it's not as uh, intense as far as time. I mean, we do have a lot of um, meetings as a, a board. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of board meetings and chapter events and mixers and things like that. So it doesn't take too much of my time. We meet at least once a month okay. to kind of uh, brainstorm ideas for the community, brainstorm ideas just for music creators as a whole. And I really enjoy it. I, yeah. I enjoy being connected with other creatives who are really making waves in the music industry. That's fantastic. That was fantastic. How yeah. would you say that your experience at Howard has impacted your life and your career thus far? Man, I I truly enjoyed my Howard experience. Okay. I just just an amazing experience. I mean, through Howard, I got connected with the Stevie Wonder opportunity. Yeah. I was able to meet the Obamas. Wow. Uh, when Obama was in office, I sang at the White House. Wow. And got a picture in Harper's Bazaar magazine with Michelle Obama. So just the connections oh, yeah. alone from Howard were just amazing. From a musical standpoint, just getting my degree in classical piano really laid a nice foundation for my composition. Uh-huh. That's why a lot of times in my music you'll hear just different chord progressions. It's, it's yeah. not not like most of the stuff you might hear on the radio. It's very colorful. Yeah, but a lot of that has to do with my classical studies, piano technique that just took me a long way as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you get a chance to to go back ever to to Howard and do things on campus or? Oh yeah, well, I, I I still live in DC, so okay. I only live ten minutes away from Howard. So I go there often. Okay, go check out the music department and what's going on there, and reconnect with some of my old professors. So I'm definitely still affiliated with the university. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, let's take a listen to another one of your songs. How about we listen to "Open Portals"? All right.
just heard Open Portals, and, and I have to ask you, this is one of those songs, uh, Kayla, where I saw the title and I thought, what's the story behind this title? Mm, yeah. So Open Portals, that came out last year, and I felt like we were just kind of getting a grip on the pandemic, and I wanted to come out with something that was inspiring, as, as, as always, mm-hmm. but different, yeah. as always. And if you if you look at a portal, a portal is really like a, a crack in the sky or like yeah. a and then when the you see the crack in the sky there's a ray of sunlight coming out. Yeah. And so, you know, I just wanted to write something that will lift people up and yeah. take them into this this open portal, this this glimpse of peace, this yeah. glimpse of healing, this glimpse of love amidst everything that has been going on. Yeah, yeah. So just a moment, a quick moment of solstice yeah that's cool that's cool i'm sitting here listening to it and i'm thinking to myself wow so for someone so young you are so insightful and so aware of things how where does where does that come from you know it's funny i i'm a millennial but i feel like i'm truly a baby boomer okay at heart okay 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 you know just first i just gotta say i had great parents yeah. my mom and my dad just Phenomenal parents, yeah. the things they taught me, how they raised me, values, how to yeah. carry myself. I grew up around a lot of their friends. So uh-huh. my sister and I, we always had wisdom around us. Yeah. Even to this day, a lot of my friends are 10 and 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I flocked towards the older an older generation, which really allowed me to glean from their wisdom. Gotcha. Gotcha. Years, yeah. Yeah, you can see you can see it. And and you brought up something I think so important. I, I like you, we have that in common. I, I tell people all the time that I felt like growing up, I won the parent lottery, you know, because mm-hmm. I happen to be raised mm-hmm. by two just fantastic people. And that I still see today how that's impacted my life, you know, and yeah. how it continues to. And that's great that you have that foundation. It's also clear that you and you talked a little bit about this, that you have a really, really strong faith foundation, too. Yes. So, yes. and it's it's evident in your music that that exists, and it's 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 clear to me that so for so many artists in jazz, like so much of jazz is born out of gospel, you know, origins mm-hmm. too, right? So, how does that play a role in you being the musician that you are, and the producer that you are, and the performer that you are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, God is at the core of everything that I do, uh, even down to the music that I write, the ideas. I'll you know, I often pray, hey, God, what, what do you want me to write? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to say musically? Mm-hmm. And that really, that approach alone really sets me apart. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's spirit-led, yeah. even down to the music and the concepts and everything involved. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, we have this this segment that we do on the show, Kayla. It is called bout it or doubt it okay so if you if you're about <laughs> it it's something that you're feeling if you doubt okay. it it's something that you're not quite feeling so can we get okay. you to play today yep all right let's do it i started this body body if you bought it get them up I mean you body body I mean you body i doubt it all right so kayla we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to get you a category and then okay. we'll ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions, okay? Okay. All right. All right, Kayla, your category is fun and games. Bout okay. it or doubt it? Puzzles. Bout it. Bout it. Okay. Okay. 
Do you do the the old school puzzles where you're putting the pieces together? Are you more of a, you know, doing the puzzles on your phone kind of a thing? Or I like both, and I feel like my life is a puzzle. Okay. Figuring things out, so I'm bad about it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So your life is a puzzle. Like, talk talk to me a little bit more about that. Like, like in figuring yeah. out just things in general or certain things. Yeah. Or? So I I like searching for a deeper meaning. Okay. I like scavenger hunting, if you yeah. will. So I might find a puzzle piece, or a puzzle piece could be an opportunity. A puzzle piece could be a connect, and then I'm like, all right, well, where does this lead? Uh huh. So I like discovering and. And searching yeah. for things. And okay. I feel that that whole method of putting puzzles together has a lot to do with how my life is shaped. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. How about we ask you one more question? Okay, about, about it or doubt it, casinos? About it. About it, okay, okay, okay. Now, now I don't do a whole bunch of gambling, but I just like going. It's uh-huh. fun. Uh-huh. You know, I'll go with my family every now and then. There's a nice casino here. Uh-huh. Not far from D.C., the MGM, so I've, I'll yeah. check that out sometimes. You know, get a little drinky drink. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. It's, it's a, so you said I was just a couple weeks ago, I went to a casino, the Horseshoe Casino in Hammond, Indiana, to see George Benson play. And I don't, okay. and I don't get a chance to go to casinos much. But I gotta tell you, it was like this total, like sensory, like overload thing because the noise and the lights mm-hmm. flashing and yeah. all the yeah. all the people watching. It was kind of a cool mm-hmm. thing because it's like I could go and I've never been well. I've never had much luck at gambling, so I don't really gamble, you know. Me neither. But, but Me I, either. yeah, I could go and but sit. The in ambiance, a, right? Exactly. The ambiance exactly. Is nice, right? Like yeah. I could go sit in a casino and just watch people for hours and be entertained, you know. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, yes, that, that is cool. So have you ha- ever had any luck gambling, though? Ever had any big wins? No, no, yeah. no, yeah, no. But I've I've played a couple slot machines before, though. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I've never had any big wins either. And I, but I remember okay. once going to a casino in Las Vegas and walking in. And I went to we were staying at the casino, but we went to play golf for a weekend. And I remember walking in on a Thursday afternoon and. Seeing this guy, just happened to notice this guy at the slot machine Thursday afternoon when we walked in. Friday morning, leaving to go play golf probably around 8 in the morning. And that same guy was sitting at that same <laughs> slot machine. I'm like, wow, no kidding. Was he here all night or did he just come back? I don't know. But some people must have luck. To do that, you must have luck. So, Yes. yes. So, so what is playing in your car right now? Oof, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I, I usually have my phone on Bluetooth. So Okay. Actually, the the last thing I listened to last night was Jill Scott. Oh, okay. One of one of Jill Scott's songs. So sometimes I'm in a neo soul vibe. Yeah. So I was listening to one of her records. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> is it a is it a uh, a mix of all? Are you listening to all kinds of things, or do you like kind of go back and forth between oh, yeah. a couple things, or is it all over the place? Yeah, it's like a, a heavy mix. Sometimes I'll listen to classical music, symphonic music. Sometimes uh-huh. I'll listen to worship music. Okay. Sometimes I'll listen to George Duke, some jazz. So it's like whatever I'm feeling for yeah. the day. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I hear mm-hmm. you. I hear you. So when you're not making music or working as a, a member of the Board of Governors, what do you do with your time? Mm-hmm. I love traveling. Okay. I love nature. So a lot of times I'll just go for a spontaneous drive uh-huh. out somewhere I've never been. I yeah. love exploring. Uh-huh. So I'll just kind of get out in the elements a little Good. bit, which really inspires me musically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any favorite travel destinations? 
Um, I played the Algarve Jazz Festival a couple of years ago in 2019, which was off the coast of Portugal. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I, I want to go back there so bad. Okay. 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 It was beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Were you able to, at that event, were you able to spend some time and really take in the, oh, the location? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it was a blessing because I only had one show, but I was there for like five days. Oh, so wow. I was, I was hitting the beach. I went down to a little town to, you know, Good check out the you. Portuguese people. And it was just awesome. That's fantastic. So what is something that your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Hmm. That's a good question. Huh. I actually have a unique sense of humor. Okay. Okay. I, a lot of times people will see the regal side of Kayla, you uh -huh. know, the, the classy, the elegant side, but I'm really a kid at heart. Okay. Okay. I love kitty movies and I will, I, I can be very goofy. Uh-huh. Okay. But okay. a lot of people don't see that side. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. What's one of those, what's one of those goofy movies that you like? Shrek. Oh, Toy yeah. Toy Story. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Pinocchio. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Oh, my daughter would love you. My daughter is a, is a huge fan of those movies. She would absolutely love you. So, yes. so what advice would you give your 13-year-old self about life? Ooh. It's okay to be different. Yeah. So for me growing up, I, I knew I was unique mm -hmm. just from just how I carried myself, my musical talent. But I always found myself trying to fit in everyone else's box. Yeah. So now just being comfortable with who I am, being comfortable with my purpose, I would just encourage my younger self, hey, it's okay to be different and just That's walk awesome. in it. That's awesome. It's about being a you that God created you to be, right? Period. We That's all it. we all have different purposes on this planet, and we all have different skills and gifts. And it is an amazing thing, though, when we learn to be comfortable with that. That I am enough as I am, you know, and because I was created to be what I am, you know. Yeah, it took me a while to get to that point, but yeah. I'm like super comfy. That's with good. myself. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, let's take a listen to one more of your songs. This okay. is Kiss Away. Thank you. 
right, again, everybody, you just heard another song from today's guest, Miss Kayla Waters. That was Kiss Away. So do you read, and I got to exclude your dad from this, right? Because growing up with a dad who's a musician, we got to take him out of the mix. Do you remember the first concert you went to see that was not your dad, and who was it? The first one that I can remember as as a child? Mm, yeah, yeah. The first one I I remember was actually probably when I was maybe six or seven years okay. old. We went to, uh, my dad was actually playing at Burke's Jazz Festival, and we saw Jonathan Butler. Oh, wow. Or, yeah, yeah. It was up in Reading, and I remember, I just, I remember being there, and we went to lunch with him. And okay. Yeah, he's he and your dad have worked together quite a bit over the years, oh, haven't they? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. They've done so much and have done many shows together. Yeah. So, yeah. He is an absolute amazing talent. I saw him this summer at, you know, I go to a lot of jazz festivals, you know, myself. It's something I've enjoyed doing for years. And I was at a festival and he was one of probably six or seven acts, that probably seven or eight acts that we saw over a two-day period, right? Mm. And I got to tell you, his showmanship is off the charts. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, like, he's a great musician, to start with and he's clearly a very passionate you know person about his craft but the show was just unbelievable like the, his band was so tight like they mm. they didn't miss a beat and they were having so much fun and like I look around the audience and everybody is just like nodding their heads and tapping their feet like there was nobody sleeping on that show you know <laughs> I love it when that I love it when you, when I get to go to shows and I get to see that. And I know for you like when you're on stage are you like are you looking out at the audience and looking for looking at their responses or are you just in your zone doing your thing? Yes. I to be honest with you how I play on stage is really how I play at home. So okay. I honestly feel that when I'm performing, people are just really getting an inside scoop of how I am yeah. when I play right here at home. So it's like I'm just putting my my personal self on public display. Yeah, my passion. So uh, I don't look out a whole bunch, but I'm trying to do that a little bit more. So yeah. like a lot of times, I'll just be really into my zone playing, but occasionally I'll look out into the audience just to kind of feel their vibe uh -huh. a little bit. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So in addition to piano, are there other instruments that you play? Not other instruments that I play currently, okay. but I really want to learn how to play the harp. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a unique, that's a unique one. Like, why the harp? Well, it's, it's intimate, it's yeah. soft, and it requires sensitivity yeah. to really master that. And I, I feel that I have that sensitivity already at the piano. So I just would be interested in applying that to the harp. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. I got to get one first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So do you think now is that so? You, so for you as a professional musician, you get your harp. Are you saying, okay, I got to take harp lessons, or are you like, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to figure this out on my own. I would probably teach myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I would enjoy that discovery yeah. process on my own. That's yep. cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I I just started guitar lessons about a month or so ago. Ah, uh, nice. And, yes, and I'll tell you, I don't think I could teach myself. I'm not. Uh, I don't, my mind doesn't work that, but I tell you, I have so much, I, I've always had great respect for musicians, but man, like there's to be able to like, I'm at the point where I'm like trying to like, you know, it's like 
a second and a half between each movement, right? <laughs> so I'm just still I'm still thinking, right? I'm not I'm not acting. I'm not just mm-hmm. reacting, right? And yeah. I look at musicians like yourself and see how you guys just so seem it seems so effortless how you mm-hmm. make those instruments come to life that mm-hmm. it's like I look at it I look at it in awe and I'm like wow that's yeah. that's amazing that's amazing Well you know it's kind of like relationship building like mm-hmm. the amount of time you take to really get to know a person it's kind of like you have to build a relationship with your instrument That's a great point You got to know what makes it sing you got to know what makes it play good it's like you got to spend time with it Yeah that's know? a really good point mm-hmm. that's a great point So so Kayla what are, what are your future goals for your career Well the next big thing that I really would like to get into. So I mentioned I'm a conceptual writer and yeah. I like painting, painting pictures with the music that I write. So I really want to get into film scoring. Oh, cool. And writing for TV and film. That's like the next major thing that I'm really awesome. trying to get into. Just getting uh, sync deals with TV, writing yeah. jingles for commercials and then scoring for short films just kind of getting my feet wet in that arena that would be really cool yeah that would be really cool yes, I, yeah that's, that's taking it nice. to a whole nother level and i you know you see sometimes like some musicians who like like Stuart copeland who played with the police like like he kind of like almost totally went in that world of you know music and t or, or scoring films and tv and everything after this long career with the police so that's cool good for wow. you good yes for you. Well, yes. I have no doubt that that will happen for you. I have no doubt yes. that, that will happen for you. Yes. So I'm I'm going to end our discussion today with a couple of questions that I love to ask all of our guests. All right. Okay. Put you on the let's, spot let's here. Let's do it. So, let's do it. All right. First of those questions is, tell us your three favorite albums of all time. <laughs> That's a tough question. Wow. Okay. I will say my one of my favorite albums is my dad's. First Christmas album. Okay. Home for Christmas came out in 1994. Uh-huh. Listen to that album every Christmas. Cool. We used to open gifts to that album. Awesome. My dad would always yell down the stairs, Kaylin, Kimberly, come downstairs, time to open gifts. So we were here the first song, and we uh-huh. knew that was time to open gifts. All right. <laughs> um, that's one of them. The second one, uh, I'll go on the worship side, uh, Israel, New Breed, Alive in South Africa. Yeah. I love that album. Yeah. It's a great, great praise and worship album. And I love that it was recorded in South Africa, a place yeah. that I really want to get to. The third one, huh? I'm going to go with uh, George Duke's Deja Vu record. Oh, yeah. 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 He inspires me a lot with his creativity and his inno- innovation. Yeah, yeah. In jazz. So those those will probably be my top three. Those are those are three pretty yeah. good ones. Those are three pretty good ones. <laughs> All right. And my other question for you is you're having a dinner party and you can invite any three people to your dinner party, living or deceased. Who's coming to Kayla's dinner party and what's on the menu? <sighs> dinner party. Well, I guess I gotta be fair. My my parents. There you go. We'll count that as just one. So you got two more. Okay, my parents, my twin sister. I okay. didn't get to talk about her a lot throughout yeah. this interview, but I do have a twin sister, Kimberly. Okay. And I am dating someone. All right. So yeah. I would invite my boyfriend too. Good, good. <laughs> 
So tell us about your twin sister, Kimberly. Is she a musician as well? Well, she grew up playing French horn. Okay. But she didn't She didn't stick with it like I stuck with piano. Okay, okay. So now she is into fashion and interior design. So oh, we're both good. very creative. Yeah. Very creative. I'm older than her by one minute. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, but she comes to a lot of my concerts and travels with my dad and I often, if she can make it out. That's awesome. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, I, I hear there that that twin bond is a very, very unique and special thing. Mm, yes, it is. Yeah. It really is. Good for you. Yes. Good for you. And are you guys, it's just the two of you? you, you just, just the two you of sister? us. Okay, okay, okay. Just the two of us. There yep. you go. Literally. That's good. Literally. That's all right. Mm -hmm. So what does the rest of this year and early next year, what does it hold for you? What do you have coming up? Uh, well, the next biggest thing, I'm working on my third record. I really would like to have that finished by December or January of next year. Come okay. out with a spring spring release. Um, I have a lot of dates coming up next year. Great. Um, but this year, I'm doing the Rehoboth Beach Jazz Festival next month. November, I'm doing all Kim and Kayla dates. We're doing okay. uh, Jazz Legacy Veterans Day weekend. We're in uh, Atlanta at Center Stage. I actually have a show on my birthday this year in ah, Dallas. All right. We're in Galveston. We're doing a New Year's Eve show in Philly. So we've 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 got a lot going on. And then in between that, I'll be in the studio. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, Kayla, yep. it has been an absolute joy getting a chance to spend a little time with you today. Yes. I, you are absolutely a light, and I have no doubt that your light will continue to shine brighter and brighter. And so we look yes. for, we're looking forward to your new music coming out and we're looking forward to seeing your career just blossom and grow. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was awesome. Good, good. Well, we appreciate your time. All the best. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Our pleasure. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. All right, Kayla, thank you.